In, two, in the year 2012, my family and I uh, did a vacation to Costa Rica. And for me personally, it was the sixth time that I had been to Costa Rica. Yes, I am that blessed. And I love Costa Rica. I love everything about it. If you've ever been there before, it, it's the, the color of the country just pops. It's got all kinds of different weather and the oceans are beautiful, all really exotic animals, and I could just go on and on. I, I mean, I just, I just love the place. So this was really uh, kind of a special vacation in, in one way, and not only did we bring our family, but we brought uh, our family friends along, too. Like, there was, we had a whole entourage of people, 11 of us got on a plane and went to Costa Rica. And so it was a 10-day vacation, and we get to day three, and everything is awesome. We have this beautiful place right on the ocean, about 20 miles, I think, from Hako, right a little coastal town there. And, and it couldn't be going better. And so on the third day, I'm out with uh, my sons and a few other people that surf. And we go to one of my favorite surfing beaches over there. And uh, I'm looking at the waves and everything. And I had a reaction which was not a good reaction because it, 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 it was off. It was off. The waves weren't looking that good and everything. And I did something that I regret to this day, and I started grumbling. I mean, like, really, I don't mean just a little bit. I mean a lot. And I began, I verbalized it a little bit out loud. And then, but internally, I was just like, you know, just the whole grumbling thing going on, you know. And uh, then I said, well, we're here. Let's just go out anyway. And so we walked down the beach, and like 15 minutes later, it's beautiful. The waves cleaned up. Everything got good. So out there having the time of my life, and I kind of put the whole grumbling thing behind me. Um, and so what happens next is on my very last wave of the session, I'm coming in, and uh, uh, this wave just kind of, it, the whole bottom of it just kind of came out, and there was a really hard wind blowing sideshore. And what happens is, is when the, the board got away from me, and it flipped up, and it spun around, and the wind blew it really hard right into my face. So it was four fins, bam, right into my face. And th this, this was the result of that right there. Um, so... What happens is I started bleeding profusely from my face and my neck, really close to my, my juggler. And what, the first thing that happened, I knew it was bad. Uh, I looked in the water, and the water was red. I mean, there was blood everywhere. And so I'm trying to get in, and I, uh, my sons were there. Two, my two sons were there, and I spun around. Or before I spun around, I started yelling for help. They thought I was joking until I turned around, and then their eyes about popped out because they realized there was just blood everywhere. So I'm thinking to myself, today I'm going to die. I'm going to bleed to death. I really thought I was going to bleed to death. And, and they thought the same thing. I mean, it was just, like I say, just uh, blood everywhere. So I, I get to the beach, and my sons are running up and down the beach, and they're knocking on doors because there was a little community there, and they're, they're trying to find somebody that can get some help for them. And they finally found this one guy. He, he invites us in, and I'm just I'm dripping blood in through his house. He gives me these, these white towels. I still remember them, and very quickly they turn red. In the meantime, they found a guy who had a car, a security guy, got me in the back of the car, and in about 20 minutes, they had me down to the medical facility. And the next thing I know, I'm laying on a table with nothing but my swim trunks, or my surf trunks, and, 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 and then I'm in severe pain, and uh, there's a doctor looking over me, and she just begins to do her magic. She was really, really awesome. She didn't speak uh, uh, English, but while she was sewing me up, I, I, at one point I heard her say, perfecto, which I, I figured that was a good word. I think I might know that one. Uh, so so I, now I'm not going to die. But so that happens, and so the rest of my vacation is pretty much ruined for me. I'm taking pain pills. I look like that. Um, I'm walking down the street. Like, you know, in other countries, like maybe places, third world countries, a little bit more. Like over here, we have manners. We wouldn't look. Over there, they look. And they're like, oh! You know, I, so I, I feel like a freak when I'm walking down the street. I'll never forget when I walked into the surf shop where I'd rented the board. 
the guy looked at me, and there was a piece of the board missing where, you know, I got hit, and he goes, oh, and I'm not going to tell you what the other word was, but it was, that's, yeah, that's the reaction people, people had to me. I had a lot of time to reflect after that event happened through the years, and I think, now, I could be wrong on this, but I really think that what happened is that, that God dealt with me because I cursed the blessing. I cursed the blessing. Sixth time in Costa Rica. I'm with my family. I, I'm getting to do something most people don't get to do. And in, in that moment, I'm grumbling, I'm complaining. And so I, I believe that just for a second, if I could sort of create a um, sort of a heavenly scenario, God says to the guardian angel of Steve Bombacci, hey, I want you to take like a two-minute break. Just two minutes, okay? So my guardian angel takes a two-minute break, bam, in the face. And I think really it was like God's way of speaking. I'm not saying God does this and necessarily does this, but for me personally, there was a great lesson that was learned there. Don't curse the blessing. And there's so many blessings in, in life. What does it mean to be blessed? I wanna, this, this week I went on Facebook and I asked that question um, to you. What does it mean to be blessed? I want to read you a few of the uh, things that people said. And by the way, a lot of these people uh, are people of faith, so it's going to be reflected in their answers. But uh, the simple things, the little things in life, flowers, sunsets, things like that. Uh, list, inheriting the kingdom of God. Health, clean water, food, roof over your head. God's grace and closeness during a trial. God's favor in my life. Living in a country where we're free to worship God. My daughter, and it was really cool, this person put a picture of their daughter. Um, this was interesting, taking a break from social media. And apparently they're not taking a break from social media, so they're, they're not blessed. Anyway, um, seeing the bright side of everything, I thought for a moment that was my wife, because that's just the way she's wired. Um, access to God's word, the Bible, undeserved gifts to be chosen by God to be forgiven by God. And then the last one, this is my favorite one. It says, to be at peace with your circumstances and unencumbered by the trappings of society. That's, that's deep. Let me say it one more time. To be at peace with your circumstances and unencumbered by the trappings of society. What does it mean to be blessed? How about on a cultural level? You've probably seen this one before. Hey, girl, you're too blessed to be stressed. Or how about this one right here, Oprah? I don't know if she's still giving out cars or not, but that's, kind of, that's a cool blessing. Or uh, how about, how about uh, the most interesting man in the world? I'm not always blessed and highly favored. Oh, yes, I am. But when you think on a cultural level, what do people see as a blessing? And so we're, we're going to kind of sort through that a, a little bit today. But before we do, I want you to turn to the book of Ephesians. That's in the New Testament if you're new to the Bible. And uh, if you don't know the Bible, just lean over to somebody and, and read their Bible if they have one. But... Um, I'd like, you to, I'd like you to read these words with me. So the Apostle Paul is writing these words to the community at Church of Ephesus. And it, I, I read these same words last week, but I read them in a different translation. I read them in the uh, New International Version today. I'm going to read them in the, NI, or the uh, uh, what is this anyway? Yeah, um, New Living Translation. And here's what I want you to do. Last week, I asked you to listen for words about your identity, because we talked about identity last week. Today, I want you to listen for words of blessing. Let's look for the blessing words that are found in these uh, few verses here, okay? Verse 3. How we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we belong to Christ. Long ago, even before he made the world, 
God loved us, and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. That's kind of a cool thought, that before anything, he saw you, he saw me, he said, I, I choose you, I love you. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. I would underline that. This gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the wonderful kindness that he has poured out on us because we belong to his dearly loved son. He's so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom through the blood of his son and our sins are forgiven. He showered us his kindness on us along with all the wisdom and understanding. God's secret plan now has been revealed to us. It is a plan centered on Christ designed long ago according to, the, to his good pleasure. That's twice. God's saying, I get pleasure out of blessing you. And, and, in, and, and this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance. Think about that for a moment. An inheritance from God. For he chose us from the beginning, and all things happened just as he decided long ago. God's purpose was that we who were the first to trust in Christ should praise our glorious God. And now you also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us everything that he promised that he has purchased us to be his own people. This is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious Father. There was blessing words all the way through there. Blessing words everywhere. So what I heard, and I think I want to suggest to you, this is really what Scripture is, is saying, is that blessed is more about whose I am than uh, what is happening in my life. A lot of times we think of blessing as circumstantial, right? We go, well, I feel so blessed. Why? Oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm healthy, and, and, and uh, my business is doing well, and my relationships are good. And we, we just kind of look that way, and we go, that's the blessing of God. But it's really, from a biblical perspective, it's more about the fact that God is our Father, that Jesus is our Lord. And, and it, it would be like this. My wife and I, when our kids were young, every once in a while, we'd take them to Disneyland. And that was always a great day. I mean, the kids just, like, loved it. And when we took them to Disneyland, at the end of the day, they were exhausted, and we were even more exhausted. Because, you know, it's like an hour and a half to get over there and all just everything you do. So I remember driving home, about an hour and a half home or whatever it is, and I remember looking in the back seat and seeing these kids asleep with a smile on their face. And it was like you could look at their little faces and you knew that all was well with the world. They had been to Disneyland. Mom and dad loved them that much. But even more so, this is what they weren't thinking about. They weren't thinking about, I wonder if I'm going to have a meal tomorrow. I wonder uh, what's going on with, uh, you know, the nuclear situation over in North Korea. Uh, I wonder, was, uh, you know, thinking about politics. They weren't thinking about any of those things. They hadn't come on that yet. But there was this implicit trust in mom and dad. It's like, they're good. Going to sleep. The world's a good place. In a sense, that's kind of a picture of, of what it means to be blessed by God. When we can say, you know what, the world is kind of crazy. And, you know, there's some dark things going on in the world. But he's, he's our father. And he's, he's got it covered. And in that, we can trust. In that, there is great blessing, even in, even in our own life, if not everything is wish, the way that we wish it was. He says, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm. Now, 
in chapter 6 of Ephesians, there's a lot of talk about um, the heavenly realms and spiritual warfare and things like that. And we're not going to, we don't even have time to get in that today. But just let me, let me put it this way. How many of you are aware that there's an invisible world that you and I are, cannot see? You might be aware of it, but, but you can't see it. And so Paul talks a lot about the heavenly realms. There was, there was somebody else that, that talked about heaven in, in a way, and that was Jesus. He called it the kingdom of heaven. And he referred to it a lot. He said the kingdom of heaven is like, and the kingdom of heaven is like, and, and it was always good. It was never bad. He goes, the kingdom of heaven is like this. And then Jesus went on, and he taught us that we are to bring a little bit of heaven into this world as much as we can. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what he's really saying to us is, as much as possible, if, if you live under my blessing, I want you to be a blesser, and I want you to bring the blessing of God into this crazy old world that we live in. Heavenly realms. And that's part of, of the blessing. We, we get to usher in some, some of the blessing. So what does it mean to be blessed not just blessed, but blessed by God. So if you're here today and you're saying, well, I haven't really, like, checked into the whole Christian thing yet or following Christ, but I'm, I'm kind of checking it out, then I want you to listen particularly closely because a lot of times you hear Christ followers saying, well, I'm so blessed, and this is why I'm blessed, and God's doing this, and God's doing that. And so this is, this is really what we're going to be talking about today. And I think nobody articulates this better than Moses, one of the greatest people that's ever lived, Moses. So Moses, right before he's going to lead the children of Israel into, into, into the promised land, actually he doesn't lead them, he has to stop. And if you recall the story, so 400 years of slavery, Moses is the great deliverer of, of Israel, uh, but something goes terribly wrong. The people, after they've been delivered from all that slavery and all the bondage and everything that they were in, the people start grumbling. They, like I did, they start going, ah, you know, and I don't like the food, and, and then God brings them food, he goes, ah, oh, we're tired of that food, and we need this, we need that, and they grumble, and they grumble, and grumble, and basically what they do, if you read the story, for 40 years, they do laps around the desert, 40 years, God is, all the time, God is going, what? Like, I, I, I got you out of slavery, I, I'm trying to bring you to a beautiful, prosperous land, today we know that land is Israel, he says, and all you can do is complain? And, and grumble, so finally, after 40 years of grumbling, he, Moses brings him here, and he's going to give his fine, final pep talk to them. And Moses loves these people. He's struggled with these people. Sometimes they've caused him a lot of grief. Read the stories. But on this particular day, he, this is it. He, he's handing the baton off to his young understudy, Joshua, and Joshua will lead them into the promised land. And so this is what he says to them. He says, this day... I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. Now choose life. So that you and your children may live. I'm going to stop right there. Choose life. Doesn't that seem like the obvious choice for all of us? Of course I would choose life. Who would choose death? Who would choose curses? He goes, you have blessings and you have curses. And yet when I, when I look at life today in this world, in our culture, and what I've experienced, I, I realize that any one of us is maybe two or three bad choices away from curses. I talk to homeless people once in a while, and my question is always like, how did this happen? How did you get here? And most of the time, they would tell you some bad choices. 
No condemnation, just bad, bad choices. We all know the bad choices can lead to curses in our life. Um, I have a, before I show you this picture, let me give you a little context for it. Um, my brother-in-law, his name is Tony, and, and, and Tony is married to my sister Carrie. And uh, they have two kids. And Tony is, is kind of a life of the party kind of guy. It, uh, it's as demonstrated right here. That's Tony in the back with a hat on right there. And those, those are my kids on the right. There's, there's Rachel and Stevie and Caleb. And then those are Tony's kids, my sister's kids, and, and that's uh, Desiree and Anthony. Those were good times. And, and Tony was a fun guy. Tony passed away this last week at the age of, of 58. And the way that he passed away was just so tragic. It was because to, to Tony, life was found in alcohol, and it was found in meth, and it was found in assorted drugs. And so what, for Tony, what it was is, is when he chose that, to him, it felt like life. It did. At that time, is why would anybody do that stuff, right? Because it feels like life, but then what happens? It turns into death. And I know some of you are going, well, yeah, that's kind of extreme. I don't, you know, I don't do that. But all of us, in, in some way, shape, or form, many times we choose what we see. We go, oh, this feels good, and now we're enticed by it, and we chase th different things in life, and we go, oh, that feels like life, and then it turns out to be death. It, it turns out, I, I want the blessing, and the blessing turns out to be a curse. That's what happened in, in his life. I think if Tony could stand here today, he would certainly say to all of us, man, don't ever do what I do. It, it wasn't life. It was death. And at some point in time, he knew it was death. But at that point, he was so deep into his addiction, he, he just kept chasing that. So Moses goes on, and he says, love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him, for the Lord is your life. I love that. The Lord is he is your life. And he will give you many years in the land that he swore to you, give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And basically, there's just blessing. Moses is going, God wants to bless you. He wants to give you good things. But it's all based on choice. God always gives us a choice. And we can choose life or we can choose death. We can choose blessings or we can choose curses. So what choices am I making every day to position myself to receive the blessing of God? I mean, wherever the blessings are, I want to stand right in the middle of it. That's the sweet spot of God. Okay, right here, God. <laughs> right here. Bring the blessing, right? So in a very practical way, what does that look like? If you and I are going to be position ourselves to be in the blessing of God. So let me give you uh, three practical things, and then I'll throw one more in for good measure, okay? So here's the, and they're really obvious, but they just need to be said. The first one is every day, pray. There's something, it's powerful, it's communication with God, it's connection with God. It's every day, you and I getting up and saying, okay, God, uh, here I am. You know, whether it's you're in the shower or you're out driving to work, you're just checking in with God. You say, here I am, your child, the one you love, and just have a conversation with God. The second one is this, so pray every day. Try to expand your prayer a little bit once in a while. You know, if it's two, two minutes, make it three minutes, whatever, whatever it is. Develop it. Secondly, and you've heard me say this a thousand times, it'll probably be written on my gravestone, read the Bible. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. And there's so many different reading plans that are out there today. But I just want to encourage you. So, why, so when you and I pray, we're talking to God. But when we read the Word of God, God's talking to us. And, and basically, He's talking to us right through His Word. So I hear people all the time say, I don't know what to do. Read the Word of God. It'll tell you what to do. It'll tell you who God is. It'll tell you who you are. 
you'll get a, a great idea about what God has for your life. Read the Word of God. So I put a challenge out um, a few weeks ago for people to read the book of Acts, and I was so blessed last couple of weeks. Um, people have told me that I did that, and they loved reading those 29 chapters in the book of Acts. So I thought, well, let's just throw another challenge out, okay? So today, I want to challenge you to read the book of John. The book of John is, is the fourth book uh, in, in, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, and it's a little bit different than the Synoptic Gospels, which is the first three. And it, it, it's John's view of, of, the, of the Jesus story. And it's very powerful, very intriguing. And so I want to encourage you to just read a chapter a day. It'll draw you in. It's been said of the book of John that if there is no other book in the entire Bible, the book of John could save humanity. Powerful book. So I want to encourage you to, to read that book. Thirdly, uh, I want to encourage you to be confessional. And what do I mean by that? I mean, confess your sins every day, just to make it real simple. Because there's something, like, it's hard for me to be in the blessing of God if there's something between me and God. So if I know that I sinned, if I know that, you know, I had an attitude for somebody, or I said some stuff I shouldn't have said, or if I did some stuff I shouldn't have done, or if I cheated, or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is. And you know it, and you're like, oh, you know. So what are you going to, you're going to feel distance between you and God. Well, the, the Bible says that all we have to do is confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a beautiful thing. And it, it's just a confessional way. So get it right. You want to be in the blessing of God? Go, okay, God, here I am, showing up. And, uh, and I just ask you to forgive me. So here's, here's the one more. And here, here's, let me put a little bit of a challenge out to you. God can bless me and wants to bless me and will bless me as long as I'm not walking in willful, willful disobedience. Is there something that you knowingly are doing and you know that it's wrong? Is there something that, you know, it, it, when you think about it right now, you go, yeah, yeah, it's that thing. I, I know I shouldn't do that. I knew I shouldn't think that. Maybe it's a gossipy thing. Maybe it's an attitude you have. Maybe it's cheating on your tax. I don't know, whatever it is. But it's that thing that you do and you know it's wrong and you know that God knows about it. And so here's what I want you to do. I want, you, I want to challenge you to this week begin to work on that. Just, just, just start to work on that. Start to have a conversation with God about that. Maybe you're deep into something that's maybe developed into a pattern in your life and it's unhealthy and you know it's wrong and you're like, oh, I want to stop that. So why not this week say, okay, God, we're, we're going to start working on that. Okay. And if you do that, here's what's going to happen. I can say with 100% accuracy, God is going to start to bless your life more than you're already blessed. You're going to see it. It's going to show up in your life. Choices. Making choices every day. Blessed is more about lessons that I'm learning than, 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 than actually even my lifestyle. Here's the question. Are you learning as you're going along in life? Are, are, are you learning? What, what do I mean by that? So uh, when I went to Costa Rica and that accident happened, guess what? I learned something. Don't grumble. Don't, don't curse the blessing. Come on, Steve, don't curse the blessing. And there's blessings ever. And you know, ever since that happened, that was almost six years ago, I've really had a whole change uh, in terms of how I, I see the world, how I see people. And, and, and for the most part, I'm like anybody else. You know, I can gripe a little bit. I can complain once in a while, but not nearly like I used to. And I catch myself. I start to get there. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, no, no. We're, we're not going to do that. We learned a great lesson about that. But, but what is it that you're learning? Because here's the thing. In life, if you're not learning your lessons, you are not living a blessed life. As a fact, you are on your, on your way towards a cursed life. Because there's lessons everywhere. 
Did you crash a relationship? Did you learn anything from that? Did you go through a gnarly divorce? Did you learn anything from that? No, no condemnation. I'm just saying, did you learn something from that? Did you go bankrupt? Did you learn anything from that? Did you mismanage a bunch of money? I mean, I could go on all these different scenarios, but think about it. Are you learning? Because if you do not learn, you are doomed to repeat it again, and you'll just keep looping, and you'll keep going, why am I just so miserable? Why does my life look like this? The blessed life is when you say, note to self, don't curse the blessing anymore. Note to self, stop gossiping, because it resulted in something really bad. Note to self, and you're learning. That is a part of the blessed life. So it, it's really, the blessed, is, it's not a state of affair, it's really a state of mind. It's a state of mind. Everything could be going wrong. You know, and, and a lot of different levels, but, but you're just going, I'm okay. Trusting God, and I'm learning, and I'm growing, and I'm a blessed person. With every spiritual blessing, praise be to the God, our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Now, here, here it is. In what? In Christ. 216 times, Paul says, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. That's where the blessing is walking in him daily and having a relationship with him. Now, when you think of blessings, some of us think of material blessings, and those are blessings, but that's not the whole deal. So I'm just like you, man. Uh, I, I love nice things. I, I love to have a nice home, and we like you know, nice transportation. I mean, think about how blessed we are, stuff that we even take for granted. How many of you have a smart TV? Okay, you know how many people in the world would, like, they would dream of just one day having a smart TV? I have a smart TV. I love it. Uh, and and you know, an iPhone or, or you know whatever you have. I mean, all the technology that we have and everything, and and and, and that's a blessing. That really is a blessing, but it, it's a blessing for a purpose. See, it's not that God goes, "You're special. You live in America, so you're highly favored, and and I'm going to bless you, and you get to keep all that." No, no. God says, "I'm going to bless you, but I'm blessing you for a purpose, and the purpose is so that you." Can I just hang on to the blessing and hoard the blessing, but you can bless other people with that blessing. You see, a lot of us that do that, we know that. Because the moment we begin to help people, reach out to people, and, and financially support ministries and people, things like, you know what happens to us? We just feel it. It's like, it's like we get blessed. And I, I just think in a, in, a, in, a, in a God supernatural way, every time that we give, I think God kind of gets a little grin on his face and goes, oh, that's so good. I, I love, I love that they're catching my heart. And in my, I, can, I can't speak to your life. Actually, I can, because a lot of you have told me your stories. Uh, but not all of you. Every time that we start to get generous towards God, then God gets generous towards us. And he goes, okay, since you are a giver, I'm going to keep blessing you even more, and I want you just to keep blessing. And then as you bless, I'll just keep blessing you. And you get a double blessing, the blessing of, of, of being blessed, but also the blessing of helping other people and seeing, I mean, that's like better than anything I can think of. Just knowing you're helping other people. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. There it is again. In Christ. It's not, blessings aren't, aren't just temporary. They are in some ways. Like I look around the room right here and see some of you are young. Do you realize what a blessing that is? <laughs> you only get to be young once and then that ship sails. Okay, and then one day you're looking in the mirror, you go, I'm not young anymore. Okay, and that's temporary. Enjoy it. You only get to have kids one time, and you have that season in life, and you're bringing your kids up, and sometimes it doesn't feel like a blessing, but, you know, then sometimes it does, and you have those special days. 
But it's temporary. Everything is changing. The world is changing. Your career is in flux. I mean, every, everything around us is changing. It, it's, it's temporary. But, but here's the thing. With God, it's not. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. That's the world we live in. We all know what we see, right? But on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, so everything that we see on the news, everything that we see that's going on in our world today, everything that sometimes stresses us out or makes us happy, whatever, it's just, it's just temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. That's why you can be stoked about being a Christ follower and having a relationship with Jesus because God is going to translate some things into your life into all of eternity. Like, you know all the investments that you make in people? You coach them up, you help them, you, you do everything you can to invest in people? Guess what? That's not temporary. You get to take that with you for eternity. And in, in eternity, those people still be there going, hey, thank you so much. You helped me when I was really going through a hard time. And that's a beautiful thing. Love will translate into eternity. As much as we love, it goes with us in, into eternity. Blessings are, are not limited to, to just early things, early things necessary. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Since, since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And now catch this. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Let me, let me kind of flesh this out a little bit. What, what does he mean when he says that? Like, how do you, what's, what's like thinking above? So um, I think all of us can relate to our culture and to what's going on down here. So let me give you an example. Maybe it'll help some of you. I try to keep my mind pure as I can. And it's getting increasingly more difficult in this culture. How many of you would agree? It's a bit of a battle sometimes. Because we're just being inundated with stuff, a lot of unhealthy stuff, dark stuff. And uh, because I do have a, as I stated earlier, a smart TV, you know, with all these different apps on it, I can watch anything I want to watch pretty much. And, and, and there are some really intriguing shows on TV. And, and some of these shows, I mean, I catch myself going, oh, wow, you know, when you're watching it. And then it starts to go dark. You know what I'm talking about? It goes really dark. And at some point, you're, you're so engaged, you're like, but I just want to finish the show. And so you finish the show. And I don't know about you, but I, I just, in the last few years, I've just become more sensitive to this. I realize that I feel like I need to wash my brains out. You know, I, I, just, I feel like I need to take a shower or something. And, and the next day, sometimes I have thoughts. And I, I reflect on the show. I'm thinking about some of the stuff that I saw, some of the stuff that I heard. And, and I'm thinking, that was dark. And it, I don't want to think that way. I, I don't want to see the world that way. I, I want to think higher thoughts. So in, in, in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, it says, don't be conformed to the way the world thinks. Don't conform to the way the culture is going. It says, but be transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the way that you do that is you get into the word of God. There's that reading the Bible thing again, okay? And, and you check in with God and you read his word. And it says, when you do that, you'll begin to know God's will, his good, perfect will for your life. See, that, that's, what, that's the blessing right there. So I'm just going to throw that out there because I suspect a lot of you are like me and wh whatever any form, maybe, maybe it's on your laptop or, or whatever arena it is that you're getting your entertainment from or where you spend your time, your thoughts and things like that, ask yourself the question, is this helping me or is this hurting me? Does this help me to, to think more about God or less about God? Think about that. I want to be his, his blessing. And then am I allowing a distorted view of blessing to cloud my vision? What would be a distorted view? Here would be a distorted view. Because I'm a Christ follower, 
God should always bless my life. I should be healthy. I should be happy. My relationships should be good. My bank account should be good. Okay, that's a distorted view because some of the greatest people of God that have ever lived didn't have some of those things in their life. Some of them suffered, go first century Christianity. They were persecuted. And yet they were greatly blessed of God. To think that because we're um, Christians or followers of Christ, that everything should go our way, that we should be successful, is, is really um, delusional kind of thinking. Because in the, we live in a, in a broken world, right? I mean, we all agree on that. And sometimes we get caught up in, the, we, in sort of what, what I would call sort of the splash zone of evil. And, and, and boom, things affect us. And that person died, and they weren't supposed to die. And my aunt got cancer, and then Tony died from drug overdose. I mean, all that kind of stuff. You're like, wow. And, and that doesn't feel like a blessing. Blessed is more about how I respond, really, than, than what I receive. How are you responding to all the adversity in your life? How are you responding to something that has gone so wrong and you pray that it would go a different way? Are you grumbling? Do you feel like checking out? Do you feel like God bombed out on you? God's not there? God failed? I think you might know this guy. Just for clarification, that's not me on the left. <laughs> um, that is Dwayne. You would know him as a rock. That is Dwayne. And that is uh, his good friend, Nick. Now, I want to I read something to you, and maybe this will give you a little bit of perspective. So, uh, Dwayne, The Rock, wrote a uh, little bit of a blog on this guy, and this is what he said. It's called The Power of Choice. Listen to this. Think about this for one second. Nick was born with one arm and no legs. In his mind, there is nothing he can't do, and he's right. He's right because he does everything he sets his mind to. Competed as an, as, as an amateur wrestler, motivational speaker, trains like a beast, and today he competes in his first bodybuilding contest. We chatted after my workout about the power of choice. And he said, I could, I could have been mad at the world for being born like this, but instead I chose to live life to the fullest, be happy and crush everything I put my mind to, and hopefully I can inspire people to do the same. And then... He goes on, Dwayne goes on, he says, Yes, sir, life deals us cards on a daily basis, but we always get to decide how we're going to play them. Keep crushing life, my man, inspiring all those around you, and thank you for helping frame my perspective on life just a little bit more. Hashtag power of choice. So what about it? Are you blessed? What kind of choices are you making today? Because that's going to play into the blessed or, or cursed. Our team is, is, is going to do one more song, and then I'm going to come up here and we're going to conclude with a prayer, okay? I really like this song because this song, I see it as an invitation from Jesus to come to him with those burdens and things in your life that may be weighing you down. There's this line in here that I love, and it says, bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. And Jesus is inviting us to give up those things that may be holding us back from those blessings he wants to give us and to change them for joy. He doesn't want us to be sad or lonely or depressed. He wants us to give us that joy and happiness. And so as we sing this song, I want you to maybe take this song as an invitation to really reflect on the things that 
Jesus has given you and all those blessings he has, and maybe some of those things that might be holding you back from really receiving those blessings. wonderful and beautiful the Savior is and how we just can't help but worship Him because of that.
prayer today for you is actually going to be a few verses in the same chapter. This is my prayer for you today. Chapter 1, Ephesians, verse 15. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for Christians everywhere, I've never stopped thanking, thanking God for you. And I pray for you constantly, and I do. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. And I pray that your hearts will be flooded with the light so you can understand the wonderful future that he has promised to those that he has called. And I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance he has given to his people. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go to the Mahalo truck and buy something good. <laughs>